It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the Luke and Pete Show. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Luke Moore. I do hope what I just said did not end up on the recording because to be quite frank you just can't trust me to edit a show these days yeah. we're so busy at the moment aren't we uh, we're kind of coming out of lockdown some of our shows have been recorded remotely some of them have been recorded in the room it's all very confusing you've got letters to send out luke well wishes well yeah. wishes all kinds of stuff i i, I mean the stuff you said before we recorded there is I, I I would like to distance myself from it, but no more than I'd like to distance myself from everything. From you everything say. else. Yeah. yeah so it's, no. it's, for me, it's You're business right. as usual. Exactly. Take anything that I say out of context and uh, I'm in trouble, quite frankly. Well, it's difficult because in context. it's never in context, is it, really? No. It's, <laughs> it's just an I, endless stream think, of thoughts. I think I think people give me a lot more rope than uh, than I'm real, I really should be afforded, I think, in many ways. Well, this, um, that's, that's what, that was the working title of um, of this show, wasn't it? When we first what, sort of thought about rope. it, give the working title was just "Give Pete Enough Rope." Ruin. <laughs> let's see what Is happens. He, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. I, I would say that let's get Peter. Let's get Peter cancelled because he deserves it. The things he's done in his life, he deserves. People don't need to listen to his nonsense. To be quite frank, how are you doing, Luke? Have you had a good weekend? What have you been up to, mate? I'm not bad, thanks. Yeah, I had an okay weekend. Um, had a quite relaxed one Saturday. Finished my book, which is good. Uh, yesterday, went to a friend's house. Uh, went for a walk with him and his wife and his kids, and then went back to theirs for a delicious barbecued dinner. And then um, today mm. I'm back at it again. The weekends go so fast. Um, but mm. I'm all right. And I think also, Pete, you've got nothing to worry about because you are as close to uncancelable as possible, I think. What do you mean? As in I just think, I just think just... You, you just can't be held down. You're not, you can't be killed by conventional means. You're like Lemmy or Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lemmy was famously killed. Uh, or well, he died. He wasn't killed. Well, but you know died. what I mean? I mean he's... Uh, do, do, does that count as a killing? Probably an not. extrajudicial killing? Uh, killing Lem. I think it probably does, to be honest, the way that he treated, treated his body with all that yeah. speed. Yeah. Goodness me. Did you, did you, do, you, um, do you think you'll outlive Keith Richards? Um, I genuinely don't think I will. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I'm sort of looking at it going, yeah, no, I don't think. Because uh, people will go, people will go, oh, he, the, the stuff they did to his body, it's incredible that he lived that long. Are we talking he about you like, or Keith Richards? Like, sorry, Keith Richards. Yeah, Keith Richards. <laughs> I, I would say that like Keith Richards, he, he has looked like shit for the best part of his life. So like, it's not like 
he's he's looked like ever ever green. You know what I mean? He's not like he's looked like this beautiful kind of like timeless beauty. He's looked like absolute dog shit for the last fifty years. <laughs> no, I think he looked great in the seventies. And then he and still then... looked like Keith Richards, though he still looked all haggard. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I think you know, in his book, I think it is where he says that um, five separate doctors have told him that if he doesn't change his ways, he's going to die. And he's mm. been to all of their funerals. And I was thinking, who goes to their doctor's <laughs> funeral? That? That's weird. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Keith, you bloody yeah. weirdo? The, but, and then, and then my second thought after that was, is it? are you obliged <laughs> to go to your doctor's funeral? Because I've missed loads, if that's the case. Yeah, I feel really no, bad I'm, about that. I can't really sort of... Dr. Nirmal was my first sort of Doctor Who um, isolated my asthma problem and, and, and pretty much saved my life, to be quite frank. Um, wow. I don't know whether she's still around. Give her um, some props, yeah. man. You can probably name, we can name an episode after her if you want. Doctor Nirmal from Hartlepool. I don't know where I don't know where she is now. I know she was part of some kind of very interesting religious sect. That, that well, you, Peter, we've was... got a very special surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. She's not here. We haven't. I've got a little. I've got. I've got a little something for you. Okay. I did something for the first uh, time ever this weekend. Is this pot noodle it related? Feel... Powerful. No, no. I, I put some cheese. Yeah, we'll come on to that in, in a, a pot noodle. Yeah. Well, I, I put some cheese coleslaw in a pot noodle. It's 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 it's, it's a fine thing to do. Um, uh, 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 my uh, my loved one puts cheese in pot noodles, and it's weird. Uh, but I've adopted it as a new as a new thing to do, I, and it's brilliant. I, sorry, it's just too depressing. It's t- Why is that I, too depressing. I, I can't. My brain can't process it. I can't categorize it. It's like it's it's a category error. It's a category error. So when you when you talk about the things that your other half has brought to your relationship, the first mm. thing that springs to mind is they introduced you the idea of putting cheese into pot noodles, and you carried it on by yeah. changing that to cheese coleslaw. Yeah, well, I, I didn't even know that cheese coleslaw existed, so it just seems to be a lot of cheese and a lot of cream. Peter, you're that a man of to... means. You don't need to be doing cheese, this. Cheese coleslaw. But it makes the juice, the mix, the ramen juice all sort of um, creamy. It's brilliant. Oh, it's horrible. It. It's horrible. Get yourself some cheese coleslaw. No. Get yourself some cheese coleslaw. Mix it in with a, with a chicken pot noodle. King size if you can make it. I'm but... sorry, everyone. It's not what we're talking about. We're not talking no, about your your weird uh, anger, uh, the, the way I treat my body. I'm the weird one here. And the black tar heroin. <laughs> That's for pain relief and everyone listening knows it. <laughs> oh, I've got a bad back. Oh, and i got a bad stomach. Yeah. So he's, uh, Oh, he's got a bad stomach. Got to have heroin. You don't have to have heroin. I'm sure there are better. Um... Um. Yeah. Uh, I used a pressure washer for the first time. Oh yes. In my life, and Tell I feel powerful. I was at a garden party. Um. Somebody dropped a, a bottle of a gottle of gear, and it smashed everywhere on the floor. And my friend Alex gave me his pressure washer to have a go on the pressure washer and then i got really excited and started spraying the pressure washer water up in the air um it went on the food um people were <laughs> people weren't happy people people sort of found it funny and then they saw where the water was going and just sort of frowned a bit so um i'd like to apologize to everyone at the garden party are you the person in are you there in the capacity there as this person who helps run the company that runs your friend's podcast uh yeah well yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> Yeah. Which makes it funnier. Why does that make it funnier? Because it's like, oh, how's the podcast going? Yeah, yeah, it's going really well. Yeah, I'll make it with uh, that guy. What, that guy over there? With the, <laughs> with, who's soaking wet in all his clothes with a pressure washer over yeah, the food. 
Yeah, it was good. I, I spread I spread water everywhere. Do you know what's really disappointing about a pressure washer is that mm. when you get to distance, it can't. It's got no power. So if yeah. if, if you fire yeah. a pressure a power washer at someone from say say you say you had we're in that scenario. You got a fire hose. Um, yeah, I'm just saying you fired that pressure washer at me, but I was ten <laughs> feet away. I'm hardly yet even getting wet. It's so disappointing. No, it is, it's a yeah. range but, weapon. But I was, I just, <laughs> I just like the fact that it was just so powerful, and I, and, I, yeah. and it, it, the the trigger felt like a gun, and it was kind of early on in the party. I mean, if it happened later on, I mean, you know, people might have been a bit more into the fun of it, but you know, I could have fired it at the giant Jenga. The bloke from, um, <laughs> the bloke from Twilight turned up. Who? What's his name? Patterson. He oh, turned, yeah. He could have seen me do some pressure washing. That would have been fun. I mean, he's the new he's the new Batman. He might use it as one of his weapons. <laughs> what I'd like to have seen is Robert Patterson to walk into a party, and um, and I'm the first thing he's everyone. seen is you firing your own toenails off with a pressure washer. <laughs> Oi, have you seen this? Oi, oi, you. <laughs> Batman, blood, blood vampire man, vampire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd like it if it was filled with blood, you prick. Oh, I'd, like, I'd like it if every single time he tried to go and get a drink from the kitchen, you walked up to him and said, "Oh, oh, sorry, we haven't got any blood left." <laughs> every <laughs> single time. I bet he's experienced that a lot to be honest. From you, I, I expect. I'd hate to be. I'd hate to be that that well known. Christ. Especially yeah. when men are walk around with pressure washers in their hands. I like. Um, um, so I like yeah. that we we spend a lot of our time on this show just talking about inanities and weird stories we've thought about or stu- like I we'll talk about now jeans for 10 minutes and then you'll just throw in there unannounced that you're at a party with Robert Pattinson this weekend this it's a nice thing for people it's yeah, a nice little I, easter I, egg don't know the guy never met him before didn't say hello but it, I guess it's a bit of color from the weekend that you wouldn't usually get is he a fellow uh, asthmatic the men <laughs> don't know let's fire some water add pressure at him um before we uh, head off on, onto a break, I've got something very important to uh, play you. Um, okay. Over the weekend, something big happened in the, in the world of video games. Uh, I know you like a little update every now and again, but this one's going to be a quite short one. Um, a load of like secret um, data got found on some Nintendo servers and were re- was huh. released like Wiki- WikiLeaks style uh, onto the internet. Now, Nintendo are famously very secretive about their... Um, about their their, their their content, about their about their IP, about the stuff that they make and how they make their video games. Um, but somehow somebody has managed to get hold of some very obscure and strange bits of Nintendo history. And Nintendo fanboys and fangirls are so obsessive uh, with the minutiae of how their games are made that this has really set the internet alight. But the funniest part of it for me was <laughs> somebody has found uh, an original copy or original version, ROM, of um, Mario 64 huh. on the Nintendo 64 um, where they hadn't recorded Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, uh, his vocal bits yet. So they've just taken bits out of other cartoons. Um, so Super Mario genuinely sounds a little bit mad. Uh, this, these are some of the noises that uh, Mario sixty four would have been made, uh, would have made uh, if uh, if Charles Martinet hadn't come on uh, as vocal talent. Yeah, no. Oh! <laughs> it's the no. I don't like. Do the no again. Hang on. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. I love. I love. I love the idea of a kid playing Super Mario sixty four and then being like, hang on a minute. Is that my dad? Is that... <laughs> no. That's so strange, isn't it? That, by the way, that's that game yeah. is 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 
It's my wife's favourite game of all time. It's certainly one no. of my favourite games of all time. Um, I, I'd love to get... Is, is there a situation available to me where I could buy a perfect condition N64 with all the stuff I need and all the games? Can I, is that still possible? Yeah, but I mean, just don't bother. Just buy something different. <laughs> just buy, just buy a little emulator thing. Little emulator box. Yoli box. No, but if I want to recapture my, if I want to recapture my youth, and, oh, and right. really get in, get go like chest deep in the situation that my mm. life is never going to be as good again. Would mm. I be? I'd like to do it that yes, way. That is that available? That would be very. That would be very, very easy to do. Yes. But, is it not expensive um, though? Hundred quid for the all in, if not well, cheaper. They're not even still making them anymore. How's that possible? Well, you just buy them on eBay, don't you? Because they were very popular. They were a mass market um, video game system, weren't they? And like Mario 64, that was the game, wasn't it? It came free with it. it didn't, I think it came free with loads of them, didn't it? So, yeah, you could indeed very cheaply and very easily uh, manage your um, manage your nostalgia. How, how do you feel about this idea? Because, for, for example, if um, I, was, I was talking to my sister about this a while back, about our, the house that we grew up in. I think it came up for sale. I was driving past it a while back, and it was up for sale. And I was like, "Oh!" I said to my sister, "We should go and look around it." Mm. Um, oh, like oh, well, like prospective um, tenants. Yeah, slash, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, and and the, but then we decided against it because I just thought, do you know what? It's probably going to be a bit shit. And I, I remember it being great, and, I, and now I'm a lot bigger physically, and so yeah. I just think it might be it might just completely ruin the ruin the the kind of memory and that's the thing with n64 if, if someone offered me one i'd definitely take one and i'd take mario 64 and i'd take goldeneye and i'd play them and i'd be worried that after about 10 minutes it would be like, oh this is a bit shit it, you know what it, i mean it, it, it will be a bit shit it will it will be a bit it's always a bit shit um, yeah but just get it for the switch it will be it'll be re-released by the on the switch fairly soon no doubt uh, you reckon? Remember how rubbish it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They always, need to release Golden on that bad boy as well. They don't know because that's rubbish as well. People forget it's rubbish. <laughs> I never played it back in the day. All of that rubbish. It's, it's just rubbish. All well, because you rubbish. think everyone's everyone's expectations has moved on to such an extent that it won't be worth it. Well, I, well, I, I was on the um, football on my WhatsApp group and I was talking about my love for the um, video game. Um, the, the the old police quest video games. Did I, did I mention this in last last week's Luke and Peach? No, I think so. No, where it was where it was sponsored, where it was sponsored, or rather, every time you fucked up in the game, uh, a policeman would um, be sat on the front bonnet of a of a police car, giving you advice about how you could have gone uh, a, a little bit better. You know, read the Miranda yeah. rights correctly, and or done a traffic stop uh, in a better way, or caught the murderer uh, a little bit easier by following the clues. Um, and and this guy. Uh, this guy's name, um, I can't, his name escapes me now, but he, Daryl something or other. Oh, uh, oh yeah, and, yeah, I do remember yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I was just like, uh, and I was like, I wonder who this Daryl Gates is. That's his name. Daryl Gates would give you advice after every level, whether you know whether you've done well or, or done madly on, on this Police Quest Four game and five as well, I think. Um, turns out he was this massive racist police chief who was fired after the Rodney King beatings and then he just went into a cushy little licensing deal with Sierra uh, and made video games under the police quest monarch and I was like who is this respectable kind of guy police chief Darryl, sponsored by police chief Daryl Gates made in, in in conjunction with police chief Daryl Gates how did he manage to swing this job unbelievable <laughs> and, he, and he was given it and he was given it after this all happened, 
Yes, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I believe this was like a post post retirement uh, gig. If it wasn't, he still had some very, very uh, not even less than progressive, just some awful views about um, uh, about uh, black people. It's, it's yeah. so weird. That is... But we fed this, and we don't question it because we're kids. And and and, and same with I, I was talking on WrestleMe about um, Mavis Beacon, you know, the typing lady. She was just a figurehead. She didn't actually exist. Who is uh, she? The, the lady on the. Uh, she taught, used to teach her. people how to, she used to, used to teach people how to type Mavis Bacon or Mavis Beacon, I think, and it, her, it, it's pronounced. Uh, back in the day, when 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 kids and 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 typists were, were learning to type, she could teach you to touch type um, using games. You know, like little little like the gamification of, of learning. Oh, I'm just looking and, at now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it turns out the uh, this, this, this beautiful kind of uh, African American woman on the front cover, uh, who was Mavis Beacon, um, it was just a model that the developers just found in like a I don't know, like a, a model's kind of catalog, I suppose. And went, yeah, uh, she'll do. Um, I mean, that's slightly different. I though, isn't it? That, what do you mean? Slightly well, different situation to, to Big Daryl. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, massively. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that as a kid, I thought that Mavis Beacon was a real person. Because next thing you'll be telling me, the Colonel doesn't cook all the chicken at KFC. Exactly. Exactly. So you just get told the you get told these not lies, but just kind of like you 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 think one thing is one this this man this police chief is a respectable police chief who's got the rights to tell you. I mean, he probably does know the rules behind a Miranda right uh, Miranda rights and and and, and a, a perfect traffic stop. It's more of the. I don't know, think that Daryl's reduce, reducing stop blood flow to the head of. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Daryl's yeah. traffic stops were that good. I, 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 listen, I'm not he an does, expert. He, he does he does very specific ones. Let's let's just put it that way. <laughs> also, it's very um, specific traffic stops. I, I understand why you're bringing this up and why you're pointing it out, but I don't want because this is the thin end of the wedge. The far the, the mm. thick end of the wedge is you tearing into McDonald's, running around the kitchen unsupervised, screaming that you want your burger cooked by Ronald McDonald's and no one else. Yeah, the, but the marketing I would be is a thing. Hamburger, so. I'd be <laughs> I'll be part of you were dressed as a hamburger yeah. at that party at the weekend, weren't you? <laughs> I was. Yeah, Very enjoyable. I am looking forward to owning a pressure washer in my I've got one. Future. I've got one. Oh. There we go. I've got one other sound effect other than Super Mario going, no. No, no that is what, the, uh, that is what it sounds gone. like. Is that what it sounds it? like when, yeah, you, when you attach yeah. the hose? Yeah. Okay. Some, some, some people right. just come around to my back garden and go, why is that guy playing the drum kit? in the? Oh, it's a pressure washer. <laughs> It's a pressure washer. I think he's got, he's sucked up some bevels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, we'll be back uh, in a second with uh, some emails. We are going to read some out this week. We sometimes are a little bit lax, and we, we managed to get out two out before we uh, we have to chip off. That's the tagline of this show. We sometimes are a little bit lax. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a second. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me, but I, I know someone with everyone else. Is. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, I, yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or we just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kids' banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, it's not your wife, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Jackmate's Happy Hour is a Stakhanov production. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. If you want to get in touch with the show, how can people get in touch with the show? Luke at the Luke and Pete Show. I've just come to the local McDonald's and we're normally just sat in there with a Happy Meal each. Uh, Pete goes, Pete, burger, sometimes nuggets, me, uh, Mm. carrot crunchies, loads of fries and two fruit shoots. So, um, no, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the email address. You always email in in your droves. We absolutely love hearing from you. Even some of the emails that we, we receive that aren't suitable for the show, are invariably very enjoyable mm. to read. So thank you very much for that. I and d- when I say that they're um, they're not suitable for the show, what I mean by that is you can't email in fully naming someone in your town that you think's a paedophile. For example, no, we can't read. We're not that, that kind out. of show. No, no, and we wouldn't anyway. And you also can't say that you know your teacher, Mister So and So, once beat you up. Or that um, you had you had the idea first for you know the iPods. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. the cut, but we still no. enjoy reading it because it makes us feel part of a similar community. If you've got a story about a fruit shoot, let us know. All right. Actually, Absolutely. Fruit shoot would be an excellent game you could play with a pressure washer. Um, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, everyone knows that Pete. It was Pete who actually invented the iPod. So um, <laughs> don't was, yeah. don't take that away from him. I've opened up a few in my time. Um, <laughs> William Darby 
has got in touch. I hope he's not going to suddenly say, don't say my second name. Uh, <laughs> Will in Beijing. Uh, Will in Beijing. Good day, gentlemen. I hope that you're both doing well. And I'm getting too burned out by the amount of podcasting you've been doing, technically, during the quarantine, lockdown, whatever state everyone is in in the moment. I'm probably a bit late to the party on this one, but I was listening to the mathematical argument for how many holes there are in a straw. So I thought I'd try and answer the question from a linguistics perspective. Oh, God. Really, William? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you get a straw for your beverage. You put it in your drink. You slurp up the goodness. No problem. Your friend, meanwhile, has a defective straw, tries to slurp up the goodness, but the drink comes out of a small, round gap in the wall of the straw. I hate that. Your friend will most likely... Yeah, that is that is a pain in the bum. Uh, your friend will most likely say something like, my straw has a hole in it. The use of the singular article A in that sentence implies that, were it not for said small round hole, that there would be no holes in the straw. Therefore, we can conclude that a fully functioning straw has no holes. And it's right there that I go, William, <laughs> that's not how that... Can no, work. what you've concluded, yeah. what you think you've concluded is that, but what you've mm. actually concluded is that you associate with morons. <laughs> Don't have a go at him. He's clearly a, some kind of linguist. Maybe he's teaching English out there. He says, whilst English is a famously descriptive language, i.e. if something is wrong but can still be understood, it is considered non-standard, I would argue that the first statement is the standard one, and therefore a straw has no holes. Um, yeah, I've just gone back to work after six months off and I finally got my linguistic brain uh, switched back on. Were we speaking in a linguistic fashion or a scientific fashion? I think we may have been erring on the side of the second. But, Will, in Beijing, stay safe, look after yourself. Thank you. I enjoyed that email. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the email. And I, I enjoyed the, the idea that, you know... Yeah, the semantics of like Chomsky or the, the you know, Wittgenstein saying that I think effectively saying that you can't feel something that you're not able to articulate. Like if you can't articulate it, then mm. does it really, really exist? That kind of I mean, I'm paraphrasing. That that kind of stuff is interesting, but I don't think just because one of his mates says a phrase, it proves anything. That's what I'm getting mm. at. If someone see is at a is at a garden party and he sees a man waving a pressure washer around at around about three o'clock in the afternoon, spraying beer off off a patio, a cement patio, what? How do you articulate your feelings there? You know, yeah, confusion. You, some people just don't have the language, do they? Exactly, they don't. Have, they wouldn't have the language or the or the, or the wherewithal to um yeah to, to to be able to explain it. But do you understand what I mean? Like for example, for example, if you if you're, it's quite an interesting sort of area of discussion that if your brain has never learned the words to articulate a feeling you may have mm. it's it becomes hugely problematic right because you can't yes. tell anyone what you're what you're feeling because there's no words to describe it and so that that area of discussion is like really interesting in principle because you would just think that we are born with all these universal things that affect all of us and then we just tell people about them when we need to, but if we can't, then we can't. You can describe it, but it might not be accurate. And and do so, you not sort of read. Do you not sort of read a book quite a lot and, and hear uh, you know a, a feeling or, or a um, a sense or a or something you've thought in the past being um, explained in a beautiful, uh, articulate way, and you got, oh, this person's amazing. But yeah, they're amazing because they're describing something that you've experienced in, in your past, and you've never really thought to give it a word. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's a, that's always a really enlightening and interesting situation. The way the, without trying to, I just finished a really interesting bit, which I'll come on to in a minute. But without trying to down make you know installing a downturn into the show, I don't mean this to kind of bring the mood down, but very very briefly, I can remember 
um, feeling as a teenager things that I now recognize as probably as depression. But at the time, mm. I didn't know that. Like, I just had mm. no frame of reference. And I would attribute yeah. it to other kind of quite trivial things. And so what I mean is, and there's, there's no, I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to canvas sympathy or anything like that. I'm just trying to illustrate that that is a very small and quite inconsequential example of what I'm talking about. Now I mm. have the tools to understand, identify, and actually articulate some of the stuff I mean. Back, mm. back. Imagine how. I mean, and people have heard me articulate on this show for years. And let's be honest, it's not that pretty. Imagine what it was like twenty years ago. So, I think, I think, particularly when you get to other cultures and other areas of the world that perhaps uh, have a completely different outlook on things to us, it would manifest itself in a number of different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, massively. Yeah. Completely. And the book, the book, uh, the book I was going to talk about that I finished on Saturday um, was a book by Robert Harris called "Selling Hitler" about the fraudulent Hitler diaries that manifested themselves in the eighties. Yeah. Have you I heard that story? That. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. mad story. Was it? Did it? Um, was the Daily Mail taken in? in it was the, it was the, was the Sunday Mail Times. The the, the, oh, the, the right, Rupert yeah. Murdoch owned Sunday Times uh, mm. in the UK, but um, it was. I mean. Essentially, for those who are listening who aren't aware of the story, I'd recommend you go and read it because if you're interested in like the intersection between the intersection between kind of history and how the media works and how the human mind works, it's it's a fascinating example because people wanting to believe something. Yeah, <laughs> basically, so much stuff being continually basic stuff being continually overlooked just mm. because they wanted it it's to be true. Story. Because yeah, because of what they would have what they would have got out of it, and it was essentially all just being all just being like. Uh, fraudulently created by some guy in a shop in like in some part of Germany, and and, and it I passed mean, so I mean, many different tests. Like the one thing that's really brought into um, brought to bear and has has a lot of question marks hanging over it, as far as I understand, is the art of studying handwriting and how right, subjective okay, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Mm. Because this guy yeah, Pete so the- was doing was doing like fraudulent Hitler Adolf Hitler writing handwriting. And it passed, I think, three or four well-versed um, handwriting checks by experts. Right. But it is that thing. But it's that thing going, going. oh, maybe he was just having it. Because it is subjective. Oh, maybe he'd hurt his hand that day. Or maybe he was just having an off day. Maybe his S's were just a little bit longer than he... Oh, he loved an S. No, one of them, Pete, one yeah. of them said that... Because um, I, think, I think, and I'm not an expert on this at all, uh, but I think that... It's widely accepted that for the fast, last few years of his life, uh, Hitler was suffering from Parkinson's disease. Right. And, and so his writing, handwriting, was affected by that, they would say. But he mm. famously, part of the reason it was such a big scoop was because he never really wrote anything down. And so people thought they had the completely wrong impression of him. Uh, and the, But actually what has happened, he had produced 60 volumes of these handwritten diaries. And the handwriting, right. one of the handwriting experts was saying, yeah, you can see from how his handwriting has deteriorated over the years, that he was definitely suffering from this. The person who wrote this was definitely suffering from some kind of illness, which was further circumstantial evidence that he had actually written them. And it's just some bloke <laughs> just, knocking off tired. diaries. Tired. By the way, mate, yeah, just some bloke <laughs> knocking off diaries, the paper and the binding of which he just bought in the local shop in like the 80s. <laughs> and and uh, it's, it's staggering how far it went. It cost a publishing yeah. company... Um, I think something like 10 or 11 million marks at the time. Brilliant. Incredible Brilliant. fraudulent activity. It's a, it's a fascinating very story. Very enjoyable. Uh, mate, I I've mean, got an email be, here. I mean, to be honest, nowadays, uh, anybody fraudulently writing Hitler's diary, it'd probably be quite big on YouTube, to be quite frank. Well, that's the frightening thing. Find, right? I, find, I th- them, find them now. 
The frightening thing is about that, reading that in a 2020 context, the sheer, um, it makes you think like nothing's changed. So almost 40 years mm. later, the the willingness of people to essentially put the idea that they want something to be true over and above the facts of the matter is mm. obviously there for everyone to witness in, in modern times, right? So, and, yeah. and the, the guy who was being the, the kind of conduit between the fraudster and the main um, publications that were interested was this kind of quite eccentric journalist who had long suspected of being a bit too close to these surviving Nazis in Germany in the 80s and who mm. had, to say the least, and to who kind of... You know, you know what it reminded me of? Have you seen the film ID? Uh, no. So basically, a guy goes undercover as a football hooligan, and to cut a long story short, oh, I'm not right. going to apologise for spoilers because it was in the 80s, um, the film was made, um, he essentially becomes one of them. And it's a bit yeah. like that with this guy, essentially. But it's a fascinating story. It's called Selling Hitler by Robert Harris. I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a really easy read. It'll take you a couple of days if you get into it, and it's well worth reading. Just it's, I think quite an underplayed part of essentially the biggest media um scandal probably of that time particularly in that area so and then a lot of big hitting names involved and being duped yeah. by it. i mean murdoch well, obviously I mean, didn't give a shit because he, he didn't cost him any money and he got a, a huge amount of circulation out of it um he, he's obviously completely shameless on that front that's their um that's their business model isn't it yeah. from pizza gate to you know whatever the hell's going to be happening in the next election from the you know russian and chinese deep fakes and all the bollocks that's going to come along it you know they, 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 they'll run them they'll run they'll run them because at the end of the day uh, we all find out that it's not true or we all find out that the video or the audio has been doctored in 2020 and then we'll, and then we'll go oh well that's uh, that was exciting for a bit and, and no one will get in trouble for it the genie's out of the bottle yeah well apparently there's only there's only three quotes that Rupert Murdoch has ever been on record as making around the Hitler diary scandal and they are as follows nothing Strip, ventured mate. nothing sorry <laughs> It's truth, mate. No, yeah. Ridley Dinks was one of them. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, the hour as follows. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's the first one. Right, Number two okay. is, after all... That was also in... Hitler's motto. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is, after all, we are in the entertainment business. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And number three is circulation went up and it stayed up. We didn't lose money or anything like that. So he didn't give a shit. No, of course he doesn't. None, none of them do. And it's kind of, I mean, uh, the, 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 the newspaper impresario is not um, uh, the Australians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Get your yeah, hands off my yeah, diary. Yeah. Uh, mate, I've got one more quick email we'll squeeze in before we go. Um, it is by um, Australian man Ray Dixon. There we go. Oh, right though. Uh, he says, uh, firstly, thanks for mentioning the Dicky Power battery on the show, especially mm. as I was so behind the curve on that. He likes a Dicky Power battery. Good for him. Mm. Um, he says, secondly, I don't want to be greedy, but I've got another tidbit of information for you. In your most recent episode, um, A Friendship of Mountains, which was the Tuesday episode last week, he said, you mentioned the Ibis hotel chain. Mm. Uh, I believe this is a reference to the Ibis bird, and I believe you correct to pronounce it Ibis. Um so what he's saying is the hotel chain's named after a bird. Weirdly, down in Australia, where I'm from, the Australian white ibis is known as the bin chicken. 
Oh, no. The bin chicken, mate, is usually found rummaging through bins in cities looking for food. Even stranger, despite making a mess and being generally annoying, they've actually become a bit of an underdog hero in Australian pop culture with bin chicken tattoos, crowdfunded inflatable bin chicken pool toys, street art featuring bin chickens, and a brilliant but also awful David Attenborough-style mockumentary, which is attached to the YouTube channel. Uh, maybe it's fitting... <laughs> That uh, Ibis, the Ibis hotel chain, chose that name. It's the in the Australian Bird of the Year 2017 poll. Yes, that's a thing. The bin chicken came second after the Australian magpie, which will, during the whole of spring, aggressively swoop and attack people anywhere, even remotely near its nest. I think we probably drink too much down here. Keep up the good work, Ray. So the bin <laughs> chicken is the second most popular bird in Australia, as per a 2017 poll, also known as the Ibis, which the hotel chain is named after. I thought that was quite interesting. Enjoyable. Got lovely, lovely long beaks. Perfect for bin dipping, isn't it? it looks like a sickle, doesn't Perfect. it, the beak? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they'd make a perfect death character. Would you? Would you be as keen to? So here's one for you, and Pete. If you mm. had to stay on an ibis again, yeah, and it was say fifty the quid a night, right? Right. Would you accept staying there for free, but for the whole night you had to share the room with an ibis? Uh, it, I mean, it might just sort of—you never know with an ibis. You, could it you might sleep? Sort of set, it could just probably just rest, I guess, and, and sleep. But would you be um, able to relax? No, because it would peck my eyes out. It'd probably think my eyes were some two delicious eels or something like something like something delicious. Bag it straight in the bathroom. Shut the door. You saved yourself fifty quid. I reckon I kill an ibis. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> you I can't could, kill I it. That's not part oh. of it. You don't snap its oh, neck okay. in the first minute you're in there. I just, I would just uh, rubber band its, um, I'd rubber band its wings and beak, and maybe sedate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of hassle, isn't it? Yeah. No. I don't think you should or be putting a rubber band around birds' beaks. Become friends with it and romance it. Uh and and spend my night that way. Bit of dancing and romancing. Bit of dancing and romancing, a bit of Netflix and Bill, eh? <laughs> this has been the Loca Pete show. We gotta get out of here because that is uh a Nadia and also <laughs> Possibly. I think that's one of the funniest things you've ever said. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, if you want to get to, with the show, as always, it's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. We'll be back on Thursday for this shite uh, from one uh, bin uh, chicken to another. Uh, we'll see you very soon. This was a Stakhanov production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.